0: Megan. And I'm Jen, and you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug! Hey everyone, welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. I feel like it's been so long since we've recorded, but we are both back from our trips from Europe. (laughs) Well, kind of sad too. I guess it's yay. Yay, but yay that we went. Sad that we're home. Sad that it's over. Yes, indeed. But we are super excited to tell you about it. We're going to do a couple of episodes just sort of covering our... We were just actually talking about the fact that I might still be a little bit jet lagged. So luckily today we get to hear all about Jen's trip to Scotland, all the things she sort of did all the things they saw, what she thought about it. I've never been, so I'm super excited to learn about her trip as well. So Jennifer, let's, let's hear about it. Hi. Oh, so excited to finally do like this type of episode because we haven't yeah. done this before and we've been doing this podcast for two years and yeah, I'm very excited. So I am back from my longest trip ever. So, was it really? Yeah, 15 days. So I oh, think, wow, good our for you. Honeymoon was technically like 14 days, and this one was 15. So I would say, overall, Scotland was even more magical than I thought it was going to be. And I think it helped that I didn't have Scotland on my bucket list like very high, yep. but we were going because of my best friend's wedding. So I didn't necessarily have a lot of expectations. And I didn't have a lot of buildup in my mind. for like. I think it's really good for people like me and you, because yes. I think we sort of, once we've got our sights set on something, we're both kind of like locked in, let's learn like everything. This yeah. is what we've dreamed of. So that's kind of an interesting take on sort of not having it on your list and the exceeding expectations. Yeah. Like, and I would definitely go back. <laughs> so- right. There's definitely things that we didn't get to do that I would love to do. So, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go through what we did and what we thought of it. So, I'd love to hear it. Let's talk about the fun flight over. Come on now. Fun flight over. I will say we had a very good flying experience. And I have been reading in so many like Facebook groups about the nightmarish situation. Just the news happening. in general. People are not having a good time. It is bad. We had a direct flight from Halifax to Glasgow. The only problem we had was not sleeping on the plane. So our flight was like uh, 10, 40 PM, I think, or something like that. Leaving Halifax and we arrived at eight ish in the morning. Right. In Glasgow. I forgot how horrible overnight flights. Oh, are. it's yeah. the oh. word. I, I, yeah, okay. There are worse things, but it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So we arrived in Glasgow. We immediately took the train to Edinburgh, which was totally fine. We had to take a bus from the Glasgow airport into Glasgow and then get on a train. Was that hard to decipher? Had you bought your tickets ahead of time? Like talk us through that piece. I hadn't bought Any tickets because I was worried about getting delayed. So I didn't want any timed tickets, but I knew what we were going to do. I knew exactly like how it was going to work and it did work pretty well, except that we went to the wrong train station in Glasgow first. There's two train stations like Glasgow Central and Glasgow Queen Street. Glasgow Central more is around Glasgow, I think. And Queen Street seems to be more like destinations going outside. I'm not sure. We got to Glasgow Central, and they're like, no, go to Queen Street, which was a five-minute walk, so it was not a oh, big Oh, well, that's deal. not bad then. No, it was just that we were tired and had all of our luggage, and I just wanted to get to where we were going. Yeah. So we got to Edinburgh. Of course, you couldn't check into our hotel right away, but stored our luggage. And once we got into our hotel in the afternoon, we did get a little cat nap in and survived the first day. Catnapped? Sex. Look. Oh. I like Yeah, And then we like showered and stuff and like went out and had dinner and walked around. And I think we went to bed at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock. But like, I was like, we need to push it so that we're not sleeping the whole time. But I'm going to go through some of our highlights in Edinburgh. I will say that this is probably my favorite city that we visited. Um, So the Royal Mile is like a street that spans from Edinburgh Castle to the Palace of Holyrood House. So it's actually longer than a mile. It's a Scottish mile. Oh. Um, Like a baker's dozen, but instead a Scottish mile. Sure. It's sort of like tourist central. But, like, for good reason. I mean, most people are going to want to go to Edinburgh Castle. Definitely lots of, like, tartan and tweed shops where you can buy kilts and tartan things and all of that stuff. Some Christmas shops, which I always love stopping into. Lots of eating. All of those types of things. And then lots of little, like, side streets off of it. Um too. Love a European side street. I do, too. Oh. All these little... They're called closes. So they're like alleyways. And some Great. of them are like very inviting alleyways. And some of them are like, <laughs> don't go down there. <laughs> don't invite you down this alley. So don't come. <laughs> yeah. So Edinburgh Castle, I loved, 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 loved visiting. Um, we were actually lucky, lucky. And we were there during the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Yeah. I'm sure that brought a lot of tourists to the area because it was like a four day weekend, I think, which probably made it a little bit busier, but anyway, they did have like a ceremony and a 21 gun salute for the queen and all of that stuff. Nice. All the regular stuff at the castle. So that was really nice. It was Was a bit festive because of that. Like, could you feel a little bit different energy because it was the queen's jubilee or not? Not not like in the castle, but kind of like in the town. And I guess of course, when we first get there, we don't realize that, like, maybe it's decorated because we've never been there before, right? right I suppose. So, yeah, there were, like, a, definitely a few, like, Union Jack type of things, like, hanging around that afterwards. I'm like, oh, maybe these come down. <laughs> but, right, right. Maybe these yeah. aren't always here. Always here. But, yes, the castle was really good, and we were there for probably three and a half to close, maybe close to four hours. Like we left, we didn't do everything because we had other stuff that we wanted to do that day. So it was very fun. And I would recommend definitely visiting and buying your tickets in advance. I had Is that my- that Yes. So they have timed tickets. So when you buy them in advance, like we had to show up between 10 and 1030. I don't know what happens if you show up outside of that. Maybe they don't want you in, I don't know. But the lines to like buy tickets are very long. And also they may not just straight up may not be available. Right. No, yeah. good tip. So the other end of the Royal Mile, Palace of Holyrood House, is where the royals actually, like, live when they come to Scotland. Um, So it was really fun to see, like, how it was used in the past and how it is still currently used. Like, the dining room you see is the dining room that they eat in when, when they're there. And so I picture them being out in the Scottish, like, highlands. I don't picture them being in Edinburgh. Well, that's where they are. I don't know. Is Maybe it? they've got a secret palace uh, up in the highlands, too. I Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. Um, down by the palace of the Holyrood House is Arthur's Seat. So it is a hike to get really great views of the city. I would say it was a bit challenging, Probably harder than Franey, which is like our baseline of. Oh my God, <laughs> it was like longer. I think. I don't was know. it as much just upward? It was all up. You're like hiking up the whole time. Is up. There's is like. Where I-, oh, no. I know. Like, I had to take some breaks, but there were people uh-huh. like trail running up this. Sp- I was like, oh my god, this. Go offs. And it was hot. I will say we had really great weather, like our first week. It was hot and sunny. And nice like Scottish. We got we got the one week of Scottish summer, I think. But museums are free, or most museums are free. Things like the Edinburgh Castle and the Palace of Holy Root House are not free. Um, but we went to the Writers Museum, the Scottish National Gallery, and the Museum of Edinburgh, which are all free or suggested donation of five pounds each, but free. Right. All good, very very informational and like a good way. If if you were there and the weather wasn't good, definitely a good way to spend time, right? And I'm a big Harry Potter fan, although not a fan of the author. So unfortunately, unfortunately I'm the same. So I personally don't do anything official that would support the author. But we did wander through. So there's a great Greyfri- friar's Kirkyard, um, which is a graveyard and that's where she took a lot of like name inspiration okay. for a lot of the characters like Potter, a Gonigle, and there's a Tom Riddell. So like, right. you know, it was, it was kind of neat. Victoria Street just around the corner from that is the inspiration of supposed inspiration for Diagon Alley. Right. So really neat. And the Elephant Cafe is kind of they call themselves like the birthplace of Harry Potter's, where she sat and wrote a lot of the books. Um, it is unfortunately closed due to a fire. Oh. So yeah, I took a picture of the outside, but couldn't couldn't go in. But you'll this- have to show that on the socials. I will, I will. So that was that's what we did in Edinburgh. We had just two nights there. But we- Sounds delightful. And then what did you do? I I want to hear where you traversed. Okay. next. Next, we took the train from Edinburgh to Inverness. We'll talk about car rentals later, but we decided yeah. to take the train, which took about four hours, and it was very scenic, which was nice it was just and did you book that in advance as well yes, that that i had booked in advance i had booked a specific time but i had also paid like a couple of pounds extra for a flexible ticket like an any any time ticket but okay. the scottish rail was threatening to strike while we were there they they went on strike after we left which was very nice of them to wait until- <laughs> Thank you, Uh, sirs and mans. But the service was cut back a bit, so we did have to double-check the times, but everything worked out totally fine. Mm. Inverness is a much smaller city. Definitely fun to wander around and very walkable. Not a whole lot to do, however, because it is kind of same touristy shops that you find in all of the touristy towns with all the same touristy junk. Right. Uh, (laughs) Right. Yeah, we only had one day in Inverness. I think it was like, or one night, I guess, in Inverness. It was probably enough. The Inverness Castle is closed until 2025. So I, yeah, they're they're doing some work. I'm sad. It looked kind of cool from the outside. We went to Leaky's Bookshop, which was the, just the most cute, adorable, jam-packed full of books. It's all secondhand books, but it's an old church. So it has stained glass windows and like it's painted oh, wow. like pastel inside all I might have posted a picture on our stories while I was there, but I will definitely post it on our socials as well. We walked around and I will say we had really good food at the White House. And my husband, we like booked in advance for the food, the reservation, and he gets like the text that your table at the White House is confirmed. So he's like, oh, I should save this. (laughs) (laughs) Screenshot it at least. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. So the next day is our fateful car rental day and I was like texting Megan during this day <laughs> because I don't know if we've had a worse travel day. <laughs> and it was just totally things like outside of our control. So And is this in Inverness? So is this where you were picking the car up? Yeah, so we okay. had to we had to take a cab to the Inverness airport to go get our car because that's where we could get of rental car from. There wasn't really anything in like right in the town. The airport's only maybe a 15, 20 minute drive outside of like the downtown area. We had reserved a car with Avis through Expedia. Um, this was not Expedia's fault. <laughs> so right. uh, we were supposed to pick up the car at 10 a.m. at the airport. Unfortunately, Avis and Budget's computer system nationwide went down completely. They couldn't. Do like anything. Oh, so we stood in line for three hours while they tried to figure out a workaround or what to do. And eventually we had to sign up for a preferred membership on the Avis's website, which was free to like rent a new, like create a new reservation. Okay. Because I guess the preferred membership thing was a different computer system, maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway. Fancy people get their own system. I don't know. Anyway, we finally (laughs) got a car and then it's the stress of like getting in a different car than you're used to driving on the other side of the road. It was, it was a very stressful day. We did drive we went to Urquhart Castle which is like castle ruins it's not really like a castle castle but it and it's right on Loch Ness so we didn't do there's like a ton of like boat tours that you can do and like that sort of thing which we didn't do we just like yep there there is Loch Ness I don't see Nessie let's move on with our day (laughs) right We visited the Culloden Battlefield, which I was really excited for, but the visitor center was closed by the time we got there because we were very late in our day, but we were able to kind of walk the, the battlefields and that's awesome. Of and as an Outlander fan, we visited the Clava Clarns, which was the supposed inspiration for the Standing Stones. Oh Yes. Yes. So Yes, it was a good day, but it was, we did everything that we wanted to do except for the visitor center, but it felt very much like going through the motions because right. it was just like, well, we, we got to do this. We got to do this. So driving on the other side of the road, I didn't, I didn't do any driving <laughs> while we were there. Ryan did. Right. And he, he found it a little bit challenging, but he definitely got used to it because he did end up driving later in the trip. There are so many roundabouts though. If you're not <laughs> roundabouts. Ireland was the same. So that's not think, shocking. Yeah. I think it's a little bit, maybe more challenging for American. I don't know if America has as many like roundabout situations. I mean, not the places I've been. So no, maybe. I think like, cause we have, I mean, I don't have any in my tiny small town where I live now, but like Halifax has some, roundabouts yeah. that like, I'm used to like, you know, going through them, but you're going through the, the other way. So that's a little bit of a brain. Yeah. So then we went to return the car. So we were only renting the car for literally that one day. Like we had the car, by the time we brought it back, I think we had it for like five and a half hours. Like we just wanted to do these things that were not close to any other spot. So we go back. It's after hours. It's a Sunday. They had given us the code to get back into the parking lot. The code doesn't work. (laughs) We're like, cool. Of course it doesn't. Why doesn't this work? So we hit the button, we wait like five minutes. Eventually they let us in and all of the parking spaces that say returns are full. We're like, of course they are. So we're like parked like maybe four or five spaces away from the spaces that say returns. And we put the keys in the return box and I'm like, you know, we're like, if you hit the button, you'll hear it. You're gonna find the car. And also like, don't they have like some sort of tracking device on like anti-theft tracking device on these cars. Anyway, three days later, we get like an email that our rental is overdue. And I'm like, uh, no, it's at the Inverness airport. <laughs> like, what? Like, are click you the button and go about your day, people. Anyway. And so we had also my husband cut his finger on the parking brake in the inside of the car because it was like one of those push button-y like it's like a window thing, you know, like okay. so he hooked his finger and pulled up on it to engage the parking brake. And the metal part was like turned up and he sliced his finger open. Anyway, it was just like the cherry on top of a car rental snafu. <laughs> right. So Ryan had already emailed Avis to be like, listen, we had this horrible experience. They did give us two free car rental days in Canada or the U.S. So maybe we'll have a better experience. <laughs> That just sounds horrible. It was horrible. And all the things you wanted to see, I'm glad you got to see them, but then you're rushed through doing them. Yeah. And we were like, you know, just a little grumpy and like stressed out about the whole thing. So that day, that was our, we just kept calling it a really bad day. <laughs> right. Right. Moving so let's on. Let's move on from the bad and talk about what was next. Next, next, next. We met up with my best friend and her fiance at that time, and they picked us up at Inverness and we all went over to the Isle of Skye and met up with her parents there. The Isle of Skye was probably the, the highlight of the whole trip. We had a cottage with my best friend's parents just outside of Portree, which is the biggest town on the Isle of Skye. It had the best views. Like it those pictures were beautiful. The best views. It was just so relaxing. The Isle of Skye for me is a must-do. Like, if you're going to Scotland, prioritize it, in my opinion. And Portray is a great, like, home base just because it is sort of central um, and just, like, the biggest town where you're going to have the most access to food. <laughs> right that sort of thing. Other highlights, the old man of store was a hike. It was a bit challenging, not, not as challenging as Arthur C. Not as challenging as Franey. Um, anybody who hasn't hiked Franey and is listening to us like, what is with these people? <laughs> Just do it. And you'll understand. You'll well, understand. then it's, it's, it's a comparison point. It is. <laughs> um, it had really great views and it's very like, I mean it, that rock formation is in like a lot of movies and like that sort of thing. Fairy Pools is where my best friend got married. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of like Fairy Pools the the tourist Fairy Pools and then there's like the smaller ones if you keep driving down. And so we were kind of at the smaller ones just because we wanted a little bit more privacy. Uh-huh. There were still people kind of coming from, like, up and behind and hiking by. Some of them took pictures, which I thought was really weird of, like, a wedding ceremony happening when you, like, don't know the people, but... It just looked magical. We looked magical. Other things we did, Dunvegan Castle and Gardens is definitely worth a visit. It is home to the McLeod clan, and it is still... They still live there, Uh um, which is really, really cool. And the gardens are beautiful. And I... Nest or Neist Point Lighthouse. It's N E I S T. Maybe it's you. nice. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I can't do a Scottish accent around. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's another hike kind of out to the most westerly point, uh, the Island of Sky. Um, great views. Very cool. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, we had five, five days on the Isle of Sky. One whole day was the wedding, but it was very beautiful definitely and i this kind of true for everywhere we went but you need to make dinner reservations in advance and it doesn't have to be in the cities we made dinner reservations like the day of but in portree you had to make them like in advance like the day before or like cuz it's a very popular tourist destination and it there's not that many restaurants and they're not that big uh, so we got there the first day, and the first day we got there was Sunday, and most things weren't open or they were full for reservations, so that was interesting. <laughs> we ended up having to cook. We had a, a kitchen at our cottage. Right. We were okay, but we ended up having to go get groceries and cook for ourselves just because we hadn't planned. Rude. I'm on vacation. I know. I don't want to cook. I mean, I think we made, like, grilled cheeses, so, like... <laughs> It wasn't too warm, at. It was not fancy. <laughs> but after the Isle of Sky, we drove to Fort William. We took a ferry. So you okay. can get on the Isle of Sky. There's like a bridge, like a PEI to, to New Brunswick type of situation. Okay. But you can also take a ferry from different points on the island as well. Okay. So we took the ferry off because that was the most direct route to to Fort William. So we literally drove to Fort William and then Ryan and I got back on a train because we were doing the Jacobite train, which AKA the Hogwarts express uh, that goes from Fort William to Malig and back. So this is like a tourist train. It's not a commuter train. It is a engine. It's very Harry Potter themed. Like you can buy stuff on the train. That's like Hogwarts express platform nine and three quarters, like that sort of thing. Okay. Um, so we left Fort William at like 12 45, I think. And then we went on our way to Malig. It stops in somewhere that I don't remember the name of you literally get off and you have like 20 minutes to kind of like Walk around the train station. Like they have an ice cream stand where you can get ice cream. The highlight is going over the Glenfinnan Viaduct, which is what you see in the movies—that big, like, swooping bridge yes. type of thing. So that's kind of like the highlight. We met new friends on the train. Because- oh, of course like the train you're you're seated at a table and so like you're a couple sitting across like a couple facing you so mason and sarah mason wrote down the name of the podcast so i hope he's listening and if he is he should message us on social media yeah he actually is listening because we literally talked to them we were on the train for four hours we talked to them for the whole four hours and where were they from they're from california love that for them. Yeah. 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 Yes. Mason and Sarah, that was like, probably made that experience so much better. And I know we talked about this in our travel tip Tuesday episode about like meeting new people, right? Like it really made that experience so much fun. So it makes a big difference. I love that. That's awesome. So I would say overall, the Jacobite train is expensive. Like what do we call expensive? If you don't mind sharing. I, it was like a couple hundred dollars. Okay. The town that you go to, Malig, like you get a couple of hours there. It kind of reminded me of like a Digby. It's small. It's a fishing town. There's some restaurants. There's some shops. There's like a boat fishing type of boat tour, like ocean tour type of thing that you can do. But it's, it's eh. Like that town is just kind of eh. Did you need as much time there as you had? No. Hmm. See, yeah. that's the thing. The only thing I don't like about stuff like that is you're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have like a lot of extra time and we just did like a little cafe, um, for dinner. So if you were eating in like a proper sit down type of right. meal, that would have taken up more time, but like. And then did you come back same day? So like, yeah, the train, like it give you a couple of hours and then you get back on the train. It takes you back to Fort William. What's really nice is they switch you sides of the train. So, you know, going there, we were on the opposite side of the train, um, for the Glen Finn and Viaduct. So we didn't see that really when we were going, but when we were coming back, because they switched sides of the train, we got to see it. so that that part is nice because you don't have to worry if you didn't see it one way or what you saw on one side. you won't see coming back. so that that part is nice. But overall, if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's cool. it's not it's not a must do. Sure. I'll put it that. Way. but it's you've got your memories. You met Mason and Sarah. It's all good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Fort William is a cute, small town. It's known as the outdoor capital of the u k. so, if that's your jam, there's a lot of hiking around, including Ben Nevis, which is the highest peak in the UK. Ben Nevis was on our plans, but mm-hmm. our plans changed. Weather was not great the day that we were going to do it, and the health of one of the people in our group was was a concern. So we changed our plans and we hiked Steel Falls in the Nevis Gorge. It was a shorter length, and I can't remember. We were there like a couple of hours, but we spent a lot of time at the end where the waterfall is. It wasn't too challenging. There well, was definitely like a few places that were like the footing was challenging, but as far as like uphill, it wasn't, it was a bit uphill, but it wasn't that bad. It poured at <laughs> part of it. We got absolutely soaked. Like I, think I remember under- seeing pictures from that day. Yeah. My, like my underwear were wet when we got back to the cottage <laughs> because we were soaked <laughs> through like it was. Right. Um, you're but, you're you spent time in Scotland for sure. Yeah. Also, fun fact, it's featured in the background in five of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, wow. The location of like the Quidditch pitch. Yeah. So obviously the pitch isn't there, but, you know, the waterfall <laughs> under. Well, in Ireland, when I saw scenes like where Game of Thrones was filmed, I mean, it's still just cool to see. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Nobody was riding on horseback with furs on, but oh, like rude. I could picture it. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if anybody saw my my stories, but there was like a steel cable bri- bridge, if you want to call it that, um, to get to the bottom of the waterfall. So it was like one steel cable and then two that you held onto. I. Did not do it. No, 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 no. no it was Peter not. would have done it. He'd have been there with Ryan, and we'd oh, yeah. have been like, whatever. But. Yeah, no. Ryan and my best friend Sarah and and her mom did it. Well, her mom didn't do that. She actually just decided to walk through the water, which wasn't that deep, and got soaked. But then we got rained on anyway coming back. So I guess it didn't matter. Yeah, done it. But anyway, I was fine. Ryan took the pictures close up, so <laughs> I, I, I have. <laughs> I know what it looks like. Right. So we spent two nights in Fort William and then we headed, we took the train to Glasgow to finish our trip. Um, That train ride was also four hours, but because you go like up and around like a lock and come back down. So that train ride felt long. I don't know if it was because it was near the end of our trip Mm. or... What? But it that that day felt long because we were we got left Fort William. I think our train left at like eleven, but of course we had to be out of our Airbnb by like ten, and it was just like we it was a lot of sitting around that day, right? But anyway, Glasgow. Glasgow's slogan is "People make Glasgow," and I just I can see why because it. There's a lot of tourists, obviously, but it just feels like a city that people actually live in. Whereas right. Edinburgh, the the, the uh, spots in Edinburgh where we were just felt like everybody was a tourist. Right, um, right, right. But Glasgow, definitely the people that were around were a lot younger. I, I would guess that it's more of a party uh, city based on the fact that we... Uh, we're there. Our first night there was a Saturday night, and there was karaoke going on outside of our hotel until like three thirty in the morning. Oh, so there's plus their hearts. Yeah, no, we were like, I'm sleeping. Like, <laughs> no, so things. sorry for you, but I gotta go to sleep. Some highlights in Glasgow: murals. There's a lot of street artists, and there's a great map online that you can do like a self guided tour. Nice. that in the show notes. Um, we didn't check out all of them. There's a lot, but that was really cool. The People's Palace is a museum. It's free. and it was a great way to learn about the history of like common people in Glasgow because, I mean, so many of these museums that you go to are like the the Royals sure. <laughs> like their history. But it was really nice to learn about how normal people, actually lived there. We did a hop on, hop off tour and I'm oh, good. pretty sure this is my first time actually doing one. Right, I think we've talked about that before. That's awesome. It's yeah. really a, a great way to see things. It was. And the um the first one that we got on had a live guide instead of the recording. So that was really cool too to have a person who lives there talk about it. The Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, I love wandering through art galleries that was also free lots of different art it was really funny because we saw some van gogh art which and meg and i had just gone to the what was it called van gogh live type of thing in halifax so that was kind of neat to like see the actual painting right i love that and the glasgow cathedral and necropolis the cathedral is Beautiful, and then the necropolis is massive. It's so big, so we wandered through that, and it also kind of—it was up on a hill, so it gave you really good views. Right. So that's it. I mean, that's what we did in two weeks. It was so. Talk to me then about like your itinerary before you went. How you did with that? Because we've talked a lot about your over planning, and how did that actually work out? It worked out very well. <laughs> I did it. Congratulations. Ah. So, like a couple of days before we left, my husband looked at our itinerary and was like, "This looks very reasonable. Like, good job." And right. I was like, "Thank you. I am uh, pretty- <laughs> and there were, I was like, "That's well and good, but let's see how it plays how it actually works." There were some days that we were gone like all day. Like the day in Edinburgh where we did, we did Edinburgh Castle. And House of Hollywood House, house all in one day. Like we did the whole Royal Mile in one day. That day was busy, but it was our second day there, and we definitely had a lot of down days. There was a couple of days where we didn't leave our accommodations until noon, and that was most. um, That was definitely when we were with a group, like with my best friend and her parents. That gave me a little bit of stress and anxiety. There was one day we were kind of waiting for everybody to get ready, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like noon. We have, we're not, I have, nobody's like ready to leave. And Ryan's like, right. relax. Like it's going to be, it's going right. to be fine. And I think probably we can talk about in the future, maybe doing an episode about group travel because it is like a totally different, like kettle of fish. 100%. 100% different. But yeah, I definitely, I want to go back to Scotland and it was magical. And yeah, it was just a really, really good soul filling trip. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's so great. I'm so glad everything worked out. You have your own travel fail now. Yeah. You. Wasn't your fault, but still a story that's your yeah. bad day. So we all have to have them, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I I obviously have never been to Scotland. I, I look forward to going someday and it sounds lovely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So make sure you're following us on social media. I'll be sharing lots of photos of, of our trip over the next couple of weeks. And you can find us also on our website, travelmugpodcast.com. You can support the show on Buy Me a Coffee and share the show with a travel-loving pal, someone who's going to Scotland maybe, and they need some ideas. Exactly. All right. Next episode, maybe we get to hear all about Megan's trip. Traverses. And until then, bye, everybody. Bye.